0: I could go deeper within myself and then come out and express more. And the more I expressed out and allowed myself to get out of my own way, I would go back in and go deeper. And I was like, oh, shit, this is the same thing. And this is when we talk about self-actualization. What if we created a life and a reality where we explored introspection and self-expression every day? What would happen?
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. Gabrielle Bonneville is a lucid dreamer, circus aerialist, yoga teacher, community designer, mystic, and musician. She's also the co founder of Momentum Collective the world's leading artist residency program for healers, creatives, and digital nomads. In this lively and insightful episode, we dive deep into becoming a creative channel, building community, and how introspection can power creative expression. Gabrielle Bonneville, welcome to BEING. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And, as always, I love hearing from you, so please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube. And you can follow us on our new Instagram page, at Being with Patrick Cook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast Now, on with the show. Gabrielle Bonneville, welcome to Being. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: This is really exciting. So the first time we met I believe was in Bali uh, about two years ago at an event called Unconventional Life um, where you and your Momentum Collective were present and performing and it was just an absolutely stunning performance. Just the energy that you and your your tribe brought to the event uh, was amazing and it really struck me and stuck with me. So um, I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
0: Thank you so much. You know, I didn't even remember that we had met in Bali. I thought that we had met just this one, this time in Costa Rica. Yeah, but now well, that you say it, it's true.
1: There was a <laughs> lot of people at that event, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, but yes, we just were at another event in Costa Rica called Visionaries Immersion, which was fantastic as well, uh, that mm-hmm. which you performed. And we had a, a great conversation there as well. So looking forward to this conversation today. So I just want to begin, and I'd love to ask people about their journey. Like, how have you arrived mm-hmm. in this moment what has your life experience been what's your childhood been like to to bring you to this moment in
0: time? Oh wow, what a great question <laughs> mm. <laughs> And I, I landed in this human body and I am i don't remember if it was a choice or if it was like in, <laughs> an invitation from the universe, but I woke up with 10 fingers and 10 toes and I was like, all right, I'm in for a ride.
1: <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it has been a beautiful ride. You know, it's uh, had a lot of challenges and and peaks and depths, but it's it's brought me to understand something about existence that is that we're basically just here to be in love with with whatever is in front of us you mm-hmm. know i it, it was very confusing for me growing up because i i didn't there was a lot of polarities in my life like i grew up in a very cold place in quebec called settin and no one spoke english you know it was like very french and it was so fucking cold all the time (laughs) and then and then at the same time my mother is from venezuela so we would fly from quebec into caracas into and then going into this private island called margarita where it was like extremely hot and everyone were like dancing all the time and joyful and singing and and alive and then we would from back and forth in these realities and i realized that the only question that really mattered was who am I within the mm. polarities? Who am I and Gabby w- within the the, the the two spectrums of these polarities? And so I've been playing a lot with, with finding myself throughout my life, you know, in the polarities that come into my path. Mm. Um, and one of these has been, you know, for anybody that knows me, would be the circus aspect of things, you know, mm. because the the circus is really about like self-expression and at the same time I also dove really deep into yogic philosophy so the idea of going introspection into yourself so there's been so many series of events that have led me to who I am right now and I could tell the story of how I went to university and how I got the job at the United Nations or whatnot but Really at the end of the day, what got me here is this like infathomable curiosity about who I am and what my purpose here here in this world is, you know?
1: Mm. So and
0: I'm still I'm still figuring it out. I'm still <laughs> figuring it out.
1: Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's a beautiful vision though, like that that idea of polarity and and that showed up and uh, manifest for you as hot and cold and different places as a as a child and different cultures as well. It's so interesting how you mapped that mm-hmm. into you know, sort of your outer experience and your inner experience. That's so amazing. Um, I'd love to dive more into that. So you got into circus performing and also yoga. So how did those two things manifest in your life?
0: Mm-hmm. So The circus component came into my life when the political situation in Venezuela exploded Mm. um, with a certain Hugo Chavez, um, where my family had to flee from Venezuela. Mm. So my father, who had, you know, the ability to help support financially the family to migrate from Venezuela, um, they had this open door to come into this wonderful country. Mm. Um, even if it's really cold and they might not have been used to it, (laughs) but when they, (laughs) but when they arrived, you know, can you imagine like you arrive into this foreign country and you don't have the education component that people here have masters and PhDs and even money to be able to afford the schooling here. Mm. So the circus was what my family went into. Oh, wow. Immediately. Yeah, so we have, uh, in my generation, we have about four or five cousins. One of them um, went directly into handstanding, so the idea of, of balancing. Mm. And for him, the it was really about finding um, peace within himself in the movement of his life of going from this his home base, his culture, his, his family to this foreign land. So he found balance through handstanding and inversions and he started Mm. touring all over Canada. And then another cousin went into clowning. And this is something I might want to dive a little bit deeper with you because of just how, oh, it's, it's clowning is by far the most powerful transformative discipline in circus arts because of how deep it, it requires you to go within yourself to express through emotions a story that is res- that is living within you, but that you want to express in connection to your audience. Wow! So, for example, like Isaac, who was really traumatized from from a few like incidents that happened in Venezuela, he had been kidnapped, for example, in a secuestro express, what they call in in um, Venezuela when he wanted to heal that trauma, he would create a story, a narrative that he would then display and perform through sacred clowning, and then be able to use really dark and deep and negative, dense energy and use humor to heal his trauma, but also for other people to relate to an experience that they might not otherwise ever experience as these safe Canadians in their homes, you know?
1: Wow, (laughs) that that just gave me chills hearing that story. I've never heard um, the art of clowning expressed like that. That's amazing, the the fact that you can tune into that sort of dark negative energy and express it in a way that is healing for you, but also translates uh, as entertainment for an audience and inviting them through humor to tap into their own darkness to be healed, right?
0: Exactly. But it's, wow. and it's it, the word entertainment is, I think it's more about relating. It's okay. about being able to say, like, this happened. So we'll, we'll be able to relate through humor and then we'll be able to navigate and dance through all of the different arrays of emotions that I have lived and I'll take you in for the ride. But I've opened that gate through humor so that now you can come on the ride with me. Mm. And now we can be connected. You wow.
1: Know? That is so powerful. Wow. This is so intriguing and interesting to me as well. Wow. Um, so the Momentum Collective, uh, how did that begin and, and what's its mission?
0: Well, that, that's that's exactly, yeah, it, it it started from that, from me witnessing my cousins going through their, you know, their journey and finding circus. And so going home was always amazing. It was always mm-hmm. like handstanding and acro and clowning and this and that. And then all of a sudden though, I I did a yoga teacher training. That's what happened because <laughs> okay. I wasn't in the circus. <laughs> I wasn't in the circus. I was working in the United Nations. I was doing the good girl job of making money. And I would, I'd always wanted to help humanity. That was the right. thing. And I thought that the best way to do that would be to do it through the United Nations because that was what their mandate is, right? To help humanity. Right. Um, but I soon realized that the system was kind of like not so... I don't know. It wasn't conducive to that type of, of energetic healing that I have, I was hoping for anyway, long story short, I ended up doing a yoga teacher training and I realized that on the other side of the self-expression and the radiance and the, like being so super radically seen was this part of you that no one has access to, but yourself, mm. you know, this part of you that is presence, that is undeniably you mm. and it became very clear that in contrast to circus, I could be able, I could go deeper within myself and then come out and express more. And the more I expressed out and allowed myself to get out of my own way, I would go back in and go deeper. And I was like, oh shit, this is the same thing. And this is when we talk about self-actualization. What if we created a life and a reality where we explored introspection and self-expression every day. What would happen? Yes. What would happen?
1: <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. This is amazing. I'm so resonating with this and, and it applies to my life uh, as we speak. Um, like. That idea that you went towards, you were gravitated towards the UN because you felt a draw to, wanted to make a difference in the world. And that seemed like a, an, uh, a good avenue to explore it. Uh, you got there and maybe the system and the bureaucracy and the politics of it were not enabling you to express yourself or, or to make that kind of um, impact in the world that you were looking for. So you you came back to yourself and that is so, so powerful because... W- I think many of us, you know, uh, are drawn to who want to make a difference in the world, or who care about making the difference in the world, want to go out and fight those fights. That we want to go to the front lines. We want to be activists. We want to go to the UN, and that's not necessarily the the um, truest path for each individual. And so that uh, that idea of coming back to the self and and introspecting and then self expressing as a as a way to heal yourself and then have the most um, the most impact on others to do the same is super powerful and something i'm exploring in myself at this moment. So thank you for mm. that reflection that's really resonating with me
0: mm, I love it, and I'm so curious to know what it is that you're doing to yeah. to explore.
1: Well, i'll just i'll just I mean, i'll just tell you the short story is that, um i was in music for a long time because i still am but um, music has been my calling my sort of vehicle for self-expression and um recognizing how powerful it is as a medium to affect people like everybody resonates with music you know so um but i was working for corporations i was writing for TV shows and for commercials and stuff and so i was basically whoring out my talent to corporations and when i began this sort of personal transformation Transformation um, path of, of going deeper inward. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't resonate for me. I'm like, I'm using all of my talent, my energy and my time to sell people products that they don't really want. I'm like, well, that, so I sort of, um, rejected it. Um, and in that moment, like this is only a, a few years ago, uh, I got invited to a retreat and I, as the musician, and it was a retreat for the association of transformational leaders. And there's all these powerful coaches and yoga, uh, people and just transformation people in our artists as well um and the the level of energy and frequency and vibe and presence that came from these people was so powerful i'm like okay here's a place that i can make a difference in the world so it's kind of being uh, drawn mm. to a un type of uh, um calling so I, i've gone into coaching but you know it's it hasn't really landed in the way that i was hoping for you know in the same way that you arrived at the mm. un and it's not because of politics it's just like okay but, why is that? So I'm out in the world trying to help people, but I'm not honoring my art as like you were saying as the vehicle for going deeper in myself. Right. And so I'm sort of coming back to this idea. Okay. I want to have music as a a more, a central focus in my life in order for me to show up more powerfully as a coach and a leader. Hmm. Right. Because the more I might go into myself and I, I remove the, whatever the, the noise or distortion is that's, that's clogging my creative uh, channel, right, and the, like and that could be trauma or limiting beliefs or whatever. My unconscious, you know, alcohol was a big part of my life as well. Um, but the more yeah. I re- um, r- uh, release those things, uh, the more I can express myself into the world that actually makes the max, most maximum impact. Does that make sense? I was a bit I convoluted. Hope. <laughs> no,
0: it makes so much sense. <laughs> One of our, you know, I think music in general, like there, there's, there's introspection, which is, you know, there's like a buffet of ways that you can go inside. You know, like yeah. breath work, meditation, yeah. um, mindfulness. Just yeah. in general, in internally, it's like a never-ending well, uh, and totally. then expression. The, the self-expression, you know, it grew from like circus of, of being able to perform and to be in an aerial silks or to do clowning. But then we started doing like authentic relating right. and nonviolent <laughs> communication. And then all of a sudden you'd like, you can see that you can... And actually channel you can like carve like Plato the channel that you want because it will orient the experience of the life that you are living mm. if you are conscious about the expression of who you are mm. and music, though patrick, music that's the bridge between the unseen and the seen world. Oh, that wow. is when we put sound into vibration, and yes. for me, music is is the conduit is the yes. con- and that's why we opened up a residency that's like only music production and sound healing. That's all we do. From- awesome. That's all we do.
1: I love it. I want to <laughs> come. come. I totally will. Yeah, you should <laughs> come. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. So yeah, molding, molding your, um, your creative channel to whoever wants to express is so powerful. And I think one of the reasons a lot of people don't do this is it's, it's, it's terrifying to go outside of your comfort zone in either direction. Like most people are scared of public speaking or the outwardly expression. But uh, I think the same is true of going inward. People are scared of going inward. That was definitely true of me for many, many years. Um, because mm. I was, I, I, first of all, I was scared of how much power is there because I knew how powerful I was. But I also, mm-hmm. also, I was scared of expressing that true creative power because I knew there would be ridicule or criticism or judgment, you know. So I sort of kept it um, in the in the shadows, right? And so we we tend to especially in Western culture, we tend to exist in this narrow band of existence. We never get too high in our expression or we never go too deep into our souls you know and so it's just it's it's this it's narrow band and it's so boring, you know, but it's also mm. people stay there because it's comfortable and it's what safe. everybody else is doing it's safe right, and we crave safety mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. certainty, mm-hmm. but the real essence, the real um vivid nature of life is outside of those boundaries, right? So we have to summon that courage yes. to go to those places, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's painful, because the mm-hmm. the connection, the robustness of life outside of those boundaries is what we're here for, is to experience those things, right?
0: Absolutely. That end, I think that the psyche has a membrane and we want to be mindful of how, you know, how we train for acrobatics as well. Mm. We're going to, we're, we're going to know our limit and mm. then we're going to push just a little bit yes. so that then we can restore and then yes. we get stronger totally. and then we move. So it's not, it's not, so, I, it's, you know, there's, there's certain, certain people in my life, for example, my partner, Julian, who like really pushes to the other edge, like he'll like jump out of a plane or like mm. do, do highlining. But for him, his his membrane psyche has been so stretched throughout his, right. the years that he's able to jump so far on either spectrum. Totally, you know, going to a ten day meditation or whatnot. But if you've never meditated a day in your life, yeah, we want to take it. I would I would recommend for us to create habits first on being able to nurture the the fear into something that is tangible for us to become a little bit more and more fearless. Mm. You know. So totally. for example, in these, in the residencies, what we do is that we, we wake up 630 in the morning, everyone's meditating, right. just meditate for one month, meditate yeah. every morning, yeah. move, move once a day right. and talk about your vision once a day. What happens if you do this every single day for one month, then mm. you create the habits of, in your life and then you become the ha- habits that I uh, before they used to be difficult you could never conceive on doing something outside of your comfort zone yeah. but now that you've become habitually um, comfortable on just pushing that edge just a little bit more yes. that when it comes to being to doing those things that are really really scary then you've you've already trained yourself because you are the culmination of your habits yeah so make sure to have good habits that's it that's all. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: I love that. Yeah. No, that's a great reminder is that you don't have to go like so far out of your comfort zone that it's just insanity. You can just push it a little bit and just practice going outside and coming back, going outside and coming back until you develop capacity. And then one day you'll get to Julian's level where you can go, you know, it's so elastic, you can stretch it in either direction. And that's, you know, there's so much value in that. But like you said, habits day to day and meditation. Wow, what a powerful tool. Um, I, oh, yeah. I can't go, you know, if I go two or three days now without meditating, I start to feel as like, what well, I'm, you know, I start to float away. It's like that grounding presence that really roots me in my creative channel and my, my center, my truest being, you know, um, so, Absolutely. so, 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 powerful. Amazing. So what's momentum collective up, right up to right now. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about what it is uh, in case people don't understand? Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's a collective. So the idea of momentum is like moment Ohm. So it's like the momentum ah. of circus arts and self-expression and then the Ohm moments of anything to do with plant medicine and meditation and introspection. Right. right. So we really beautiful. Yeah.
1: I love that. And I didn't we understand do that. Create... that.
0: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Not many people do actually. <laughs> um, but uh, at the end of the day we're a collective and what I'm, what we mean by collective is a group of people that have a common vision and if we were to label these humans they would be healers um, artists and entrepreneurs and we've noticed that these three in combination in the same room they take care of themselves mm. they really do they they just they share they they're able to share their own passion and then they're able to like become a holistic uh, versions of themselves because they're they they have the components for each other to be able to thrive if that mm. makes any sense
1: yeah no it totally does yeah I can uh-huh. totally feel that. So what is the vision of Momentum Collective? What's your So mission? the
0: idea is that we wanted to create like these alternate realities within the world where people go to create habits. So we uh-huh. call them we call them residencies and people stay there for 30 days and then right. they commit. They commit to themselves to going through the program. And when they come to the our places. Our residencies, th- we provide all of the food, all of the accommodations, all the workshops, and then all the plant medicine ceremonies, and obviously access to all of the events, the ecstatic dances and whatnot. Mm. And so we make it super easy for you not to think about anything else other than just getting to your class, get to your <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have um, a program that we've designed They like for each residency that goes into meditation in the morning, yoga going into movement and then the into self-development so the self-development bit that's what gets really interesting because each residency we have six now Mm -hmm. um each residency the self-development component is a little bit different than the other so for example um the one in punta mona that we do Mm -hmm. with steven um that one's on permaculture and sustainable living so in the afternoons, we're learning about herbalism. We're learning about regenerative farming. We're learning about conscious communities. We're learning how to build communities. We're learning how to build in general. So we spend the mornings developing ourselves and then the afternoon developing our visions. Wow! So yeah, it's been a hoot, Patrick, because (laughs) we get to be so creative over the alternate realities that we want to be creating. So like we've got a music production one, we have um, the, the sustainable living one. We have the, the one for choreography and performance. We have one in Portugal that's coming up that is called the Balance Residency, and mm. that's everything to do with balancing the mind and the spirit. So it's like handstanding, acro, highlining, and then we're wow. bringing in experts in get this we're bringing in experts in the in Kybalian and Hermetic Law. So wow. that we can understand, yeah, we're, we can understand the polarities of existence through her, hermetic law, so that we can introduce them into our meditation, which we do two hours a day.
1: Whoa. That's so powerful, man. I love it. I totally (laughs) want to come. I totally want to come. Um, A a question that came up though, like that sounds amazing. This immersive experience where people commit for 30 days and they create new habits, they create new routines. How do people normally manage, you know, such a peak experience when they have to go back to maybe their more mundane lives? You know, how do they maintain the momentum?
0: Mm -hmm. It's a great question. It's the one, the number one question that we get um, (laughs) with all residents. The idea is that a lot of people come back. We have a huge return rate, like ninety percent of people come back. Of course, it sounds incredible. Once a year, yeah. So it's it's a reset. It's a top up. A lot. It's like a top up. And the idea is that we're, you know, if we're culminating our beliefs and our and our habits, so that wherever that we are, whether we're in the middle of the Sahara or in Palestine, we want to create this bubble of 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 energy that is who we are that is cultivated through perception and re- and and surrender you know mm. like the release of expectations for your external environment mm. it works you know for a while but i think you know you, we also have this weird thing in our bodies as humans that we want we we have a tendency to mimic our environment you know so when people get back to the city we are not i don't know what's up with that but we we un consciously start thinking like the city. It's like, and I don't know if this is a belief that I could eliminate, but I've noticed that I've worked with thousands of humans or throughout my career with momentum. And it seems like when we're in the jungle, there's a mindset that we mimic the jungle. When we're in the city, we mimic the city. So Mm. sometimes people just end up like really losing that mind that that work that they've done on momentum and then they they want to come back top up and then go back to the city which is really the next level of my creation for momentum is that at this point i want to create a permanent community a permanent location where people can be living there if they so choose for one to six to 12 months if they if they want to because I do think that it is a downfall for us to be always renting out venues that aren't ours, right. you know, right. and at this point we are ready. We are definitely ready so that we don't have to always go back to the city Yes, that we don't have to have that option as the only go-to,
1: right. you know? Yeah.
0: But, um, and just to, like, I think that continuing to train in your passion, no matter where you are is going to be, a gift for yourself mm. continuing to meditate no matter if there's a storm going on totally so meditation and passion are the two keys that i think no matter where where you are outside of residency it, this is your safe zone, you know?
1: Yes, no, totally. I think you you nailed it right there at the end. You can still be cultivating that inner world regardless of what your external circumstances are, right? And that exactly. is so powerful. So when people do go back to the city, um, maintaining that introspection and the cultivation of your inner world is so important. But I agree with you. We do take on the energy of our environment. Um, whether that's the question that came up for me though, is whether that's like a learned pattern from living there, in the past that you just slip back into? Or is it, are you actually picking up on an energy that's present in the field of other people in the city itself or um, vice versa in the jungle? Um, That's an interesting question. I think it's probably a little bit of both. There's some old patterns that that you pick up on, but there's also the energy of the jungle or the energy of the city, which are totally different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that as Energy beings living in close quarters, we do tap into the morphogenetic field, Mm. you know, that there is this collective consciousness that happens when many people are in the same place, I think we have a morphogenetic field for the planet. We have a mm. morphogenetic field for a community. We have a f- morphogenetic field for a family. So I think for me, it's also, commu- that's where we, we really dive into community and why community is so important. Because mm. if we are the culmination of the five people we hang out with the most, you know, you've heard that saying. It's of course. A, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting belief. I, I yeah. think it's a true one. It does resonate in truth for me. So who are you hanging out with? Yeah. who are you hanging out with who are you sharing opinions with and taking on opinions and you know so at the end of the day you want to be surrounding yourself with people who inspire that higher self within you totally and that's where in the city it's like it gets really lost you're with a million people so you're like where where are my people
1: yes where are my people yes I think you're totally right. And in general, we need to be moving back to more tribal living, more uh, connection with nature, more community, uh, because that's how we evolved for hundreds of thousands of years before we started this whole civilization experiment, right? And that's not going so well. (laughs) so something has to change. Uh, and that's the, one of the big reasons I'm going to retreats, like the one we were just at, there's this sense of community that you feel when you're actually with people for a number of days, um, not just a fleeting superficial experience. And you really connect with them, like on a deep level, like you're, you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's not just like a business conference where you're just like shaking hands and exchanging business cards. It's no, like you're looking in people's eyes, you're feeling their energy. You know, that is so, so powerful. You're dancing together, you're, you're meditating together. And like the feeling, the energy of that container is so, so powerful. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's the future of humanity in community, like with each other Mm -hmm. and with nature. Because we've lost our, mm-hmm. our connection to nature as well. Mankind is just like, oh, we're above nature. We can just exploit it for resources and and you know, turn it into trash basically. And that's not working out for us either. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- some of the biggest problems on Earth, I think. Um, stem from our disconnection from ourselves from our community and from nature you know going into that (laughs) ego mind where there's a disconnection between our you know our our community and our connection with nature so so powerful the work you're doing we are in extraordinary times and facing unprecedented challenges never in history have we been so connected yet so divided at the same time now more than ever there's a fundamental need and desire for us to come together in community and collaboration, to experience real and authentic connection with our fellow human beings, to be part of a tribe of people who are doing the challenging work of making sense of the world and their place in it, to have a safe place to be vulnerable and get the support we so desperately seek as we navigate the complexity of modern life. This is why I've created The Chrysalis, an exclusive online community for people who are doing the deep work of personal development, of awakening, of healing, of peeling back the layers of conditioning and unconscious programming and unleashing their full creative expression through the discovery of their life's purpose. This is for the people who have the courage to say yes to life and to becoming the best version of themselves for their own benefit and for the benefit of all. This private membership group will be hosted away from the prying eyes and ears of the big tech platforms and will feature live group coaching calls, exclusive content and trainings, plus guest speakers, workshops, and more. At its essence, The Chrysalis is about coming together in a thriving community with the shared intention of co-creating the future that we all want to live in. If this resonates with you, go to enterthechrysalis.com for more information and to reserve your spot. Chrysalis is spelled C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. So that's enter chrysalis.com Now, back to the show. Woo! So just tell me a little bit more about the the um, the community that you're envisioning. When is that getting going? Mm. Like are, are you building mm-hmm. it now? What's going on?
0: Mm-hmm. So the main the main ingredients that were that are non negotiable,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: are um, rich soil so that we can grow our own food. You know, thank you Punta Mona for teaching us all of that. We're also right. vegan and vegetarian community, so right. we want and we love we love the idea of health. You know, so like yeah. how can we have the most amount of nutrition and intention in our food? So totally. rich soil, clean water. I want to like drink water from a waterfall if i so choose to every single morning <laughs> totally <laughs> you know totally. um and then and good air so um i think that w- so the idea would be to have we're, we're actually thinking about having two permanent location one is in ometepe it's oh, on great. a volcanic island you know it eh? have yeah, you heard Nicaragua, of it Nicaragua, right? Uh-huh. It's yes. a, an island in an infinity shape. It has two volcanoes, one masculine, one feminine. And it's a, apparently the Mayans used to go there from Mexico and Guatemala to go and do some of their deepest rituals there. Wow. Nobody really knows why, you yeah. know? Wow. So there's this, like... So anyway, so we've been there for a few years on um, on this island. And we want to have a small home base there so that we can start kind of experimenting how to do... The construction that we have in mind which i'll get into in a second mm. but the second one is obviously costa rica you've been there costa rica's got something hey eh? it's like wow it's, the biodiversity is astounding it's so rich it's like you, the just the noises like the silence of costa rica is filled with richness you know <laughs> totally <It's, laughs> You there's know no what such I'm saying? It's silence. like never. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's no such thing as silence. Yeah. It's like the wind is talking, the jungle is talking, the animals. The ocean, yeah. The ocean. So we're we're looking into um, getting involved in a community that's already being developed, so that mm. we can come in and introduce our what we're good at, which is um, arts and healing. Mm. Um, and the idea is that in all of our permanent locations, f- which for now is going to be two. Um there would be four components to the community. One would be movement arts, which is what we're bringing in the most. Mm. Then we would be bringing in music. Um so spaces that is conducive for sonic exploration, mm. you know, we want to be working with people like yourself, like Porangi, like some some of the most amazing musicians in the world we want to be bringing them in so awesome. that they can help us design spaces for sonic exploration. Amazing. And then there would be uh, visual arts. So anything to do with graffiti or visual painting, anything to do with the eyes, you know, of creating with with uh, in, in in terms of visual arts. Mm. And then the last one would be healing. So anything to do with like we would we're we're imagining having machines for neurofeedback or mm. uh, massage therapy, and then also obviously plant plant medicine, which mm-hmm. we do we do explore um, within the community with um, shamans and people that, you know, have experience in administrating this type of medicine for people. Yeah. Yes. Um, But it's, it's still a work in progress right now. We're looking for, we have two, two different arrays. We want, we have the commercial components, which is like to build out these spaces that would be for the use of all of the collective. And then we have the residential component, which would be, Patrick wants a house. He right. has $120,000. We build a house hand in hand with our architects. And then Patrick has access to the waterfalls, the permaculture garden, all of the mm, collective spaces. I love it. So that's what we've got. And yeah, just sacred geometry everywhere. I'm just imagining like spaces that are designed for deep meditation just by being inside the space. And you don't even know what's going on. Yes.
1: You know? Wow, that sounds incredible! I would love to be involved. I think we're going to have to talk after the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I ask this of every uh, artist or everybody actually that I interview about creativity because it's been an, a question I've sort of pondered. Where does creativity come from? Like, what is the origin of creativity? Like, I've heard so many different answers. Like, it comes from. You know, I'm not gonna say actually, I'm just gonna leave it and let you respond. Like is it an internal genesis, external? Where does creativity come from?
0: Oh my god, wow. That's very- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think subconsciously we're always creating mm. anyway. It's not something that we actually have control over. We are creative beings. Yes. In every single moment, there's an infinity of choices. There's choice right now with the words that I use and the intonation that I use in the way that I look at you. Yes. In every moment, there's an infinite amount of option. And I choose to create these words in this way, in this method right now, so that I'm creating this present moment. Yes, but whether if I just start talking like this and I'm not really thinking about it, I'm just doing it like this. It's still subconsciously, I'm still creating. Yes. So I think consciousness really is the creative force that we have to go to the places where we want to be going. But mm-hmm. whether if we're not using our consciousness to kind of like filter and and create the spaces where we want to be going, then we're still going to be creating regardless. Yes. So. But the question of where it comes from, I mean, I don't even know if I want to know.
1: (laughs) I don't think it's knowable, uh, you know, even if we wanted to, but it's fun to think about. It's fun to ponder.
0: It is. It really, it is a nice sensation to think that where would it come from? But at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm meant to know this right now. And I'm totally okay with it because it means I'm just like a kid playing in this playground and yeah I'm just exploring you know totally
1: and that's that's it that's that's all you need to know really you know it's it's just getting out of your own way as far as I can tell I'm actually reading a book um by Osho called Creativity and I'm only a few chapters in but I was reading last night yeah it's amazing um but he describes it as every like you were saying everybody's creative and you're creating whether you know it or not but in order to tap into it and really be conscious of it, it's it's a more of a, an act of removing, like we were talking about the ego oh, gets in it. the way, right? It's like, the, and there's a meditation that he recommends, like imagine yourself as a hollow piece of bamboo where you just, you remove anything that's inside of you and create space for the divine to enter, right? And that's where creativity mm. it, where it exists or it comes from. It's like you're getting out of your own humanness, your own ego, getting out of your own way and allowing source energy or God or divine or whatever you want to call it to to channel through you. And that's where creativity comes mm-hmm. from. You become, and then it, how it manifests into the world depends on who you are as an individual unique being, right? So that's why mm-hmm. each of us can create differently. Not all of us are going to be Picasso or not all of us are going to be Gabby Bonneville or, you know, so, but <laughs> we all can create. And that means you're being creative in everything you're doing, whether it's speaking or, you know, taking care of your kids or doing the dishes, we're always creating in some way right? But the, mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to fully enjoy it and be in that presence of that creativity, we have to remove the barriers to it, which is the ego and the trauma and everything covering it up. That's how I kind of
0: Absolutely. It. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: <laughs> My pleasure. Thank Osho.
0: <laughs> God, two things on that. But, um, you know, the other day I had this, I had this download when I was running and it was that there's only two things in this life and that is truth and then the tension of the truth. Mm, and tension. I sometimes I get these like voices that say that have these amazing messages that when I'm listening and I actually contemplate it, I'm 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 noticing that we are actually channels because yes. where did that even where did that even come from? So then We're I started contemplating it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes. I, I think so too. And I think art is a great vehicle for that. But um I was thinking about what it meant, you know, to what would be the tension of the truth. And mm. really it's like, whenever we're feeling without judgment, like there's going to be really shitty things that happen to our lives. We're going to go through breakups We're, you know, we, for not sure. everything is meant to be perfect all the time, but when there's a tension that arises, like a discomfort, then the question that then I ask myself is what must I believe to be true for me to be feeling this?
1: Mm. Yes. I was just what must I uh,
0: believe to be true? Yeah. To be feeling this.
1: There's the truth and then there's your belief of what the truth should be, and your resistance or the tension is the whatever's between them, right? So if you're you're resisting what is or what is actually true, then you're gonna feel tension. If you're fully surrendered uh, to it, then then you're in flow, right? So we create our own tension. Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the Tao, huh? The Tao is by far one of the most inspiring philosophies mm. for me and it, it and it is very difficult for me because i am i'm very resonant with the fact that we are conscious creators so i always want to be creating but I, also it's like 50% of our existence is to allow it's yes. just to them allow for things to happen and that's totally. you know for me that's the balance right there it's like allow <laughs> create allow create allow yes. create <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. And that's kind of the inner and the outer and the polarity you're talking about earlier. I think we need that contrast in life. You know, it can't be all one thing or all the other. We need the contrast. And that's how we create these amazing experiences. And that's what we're here to do is just live, in my opinion, you know, just experience new things, more of life. That's it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Gabby Bonneville, this is so awesome. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I'm only going to ask you one more question before I let you go. And it's this. If you were to take all of your experiences, all the knowledge, all the wisdom you've gained and distill it down into one message or one sentence, what would it be?
0: Mm. We are ultimately... Noble divinity.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Gabby Bonneville. (laughs) What would be yours?
0: Wait, I want to hear yours. Yeah.
1: Each of us is incredibly powerful, and we only need to remember how powerful we are and summon the courage to express it into the world. That would be mine.
0: (laughs) Thank you for asking this question. And I hope whoever's listening is also turning around to the person next to them to ask them that same question right Right?
1: now. It's a good one. It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, it's
0: a very good one. That was
1: great. Um, Gabby, thank you so much. Do you want to let people know where they can find you and hear more about uh, Momentum Collective and the community you're building?
0: Sure. Um, Well, my personal uh, information is Gabby Boop. Gabby underscore Boop on Instagram, and um, like I would love, le- I love letting people know that they can reach out to me directly. I love being in touch with all of my followers or um, or people that have interesting visions mm. that they want to share with me. And then for Momentum Collective it's like Momentum with an O M at the end, so Momentum Collective. And if they're interested in, you know, investing outside the matrix or have some inkling on wanting to take part of the organization team for such a beautiful project, go under home base and just fill out the questionnaire and I'll get in touch with you. Me and my girls are going to get back in touch with you as soon as possible. And um, and like my message, too, is just to keep being strong and to trust that everything is in divine perfection in all moments Mm. and that we are working so, so hard right now, you know, to be able to provide little pockets of alternate reality so that whenever it gets too rough on you, you've got a safe space with us. Mm. And that's my promise to everyone.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. One thing that just came up when you said that though, everything, I agree. And that's tough to digest for a lot of people. Um, like everything is in divine order right now, but that doesn't mean we should be apathetic, which means there there should mm-hmm. be some responsibility in taking positive action. And that can be as simple as creating meditation practice for yourself. You know, be doing something to to um, create better habits within yourself so you're contributing to the whole in a positive direction through divinity. Aho. Aho.
0: <laughs> the, the, uh, there's, a, there's a saying that goes... Um, The world is perfect in every way, along with my desire to change it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. That's it. Perfect. Gabby Bonneville, this has been super fun. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Patrick, for everything that you're doing for these amazing conversations. Yes. Thank you. My
1: pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye.
0: Yes. Ciao.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. And if you're ready to make massive changes in your life and looking for the support and accountability to make it happen, I'm currently accepting applications for my private one-to-one coaching. You can send an email to patrick at patrickcookcoaching.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is now. Live your being.